0: Episode 7 of HPR Talks The First 100, where we discuss the recent developments in the Biden administration and its relation to U.S. politics at large. Last week, we covered Biden's criticism of the filibuster, the debate between Democratic and Republican lawmakers about the crisis at the southern border, increased pressure on the president to pass gun control laws as shootings continue to ravage the country, and the administration's efforts to combat American vaccination hesitancy.
1: Today, we're going to start by discussing the immigration situation and Biden's potential plans to continue work on the wall begun by Trump. Then, we'll visit Florida's recent lawsuit against the administration for halting its cruise industry due to the pandemic. After that, we'll pivot to the Biden administration's financial aid to Palestinians, a complete reversal of Trump-era policies, and then turn toward its decision to blacklist seven Chinese companies and labs which are thought to be developing new weapons of mass destruction. Finally, We'll discuss progress on the vaccine rollout and rumors about a potential vaccine passport.
0: The situation at the border continues, with the month of March marking the most number of children arriving at the southern border, 18,800 of whom are unaccompanied minors. The previous record was approximately 11,000 children, and that was back in May of 2019.
1: In a recent article, Politico said that, quote, the March figures come as President Joe Biden continues to grapple with the long-standing political and logistical challenges of handling an increased number of migrant arrivals. I think this phrase, quote, political and logistical, sums it up pretty accurately. Not only does the Biden administration have to maneuver how best to respond to the surge of unaccompanied minors, but is also struggling to appease both Democrats and Republicans.
0: That's certainly correct. It's proving rather difficult for the Biden administration to receive approval from one side, let alone both. Republicans continue to criticize the Biden administration's departure from Trump-era immigration policies and say that the new measures have encouraged what they say to be an uncontrollable crisis at the border, all amidst a pandemic.
1: Just two days ago, it was reported that the Biden administration may actually continue the construction of former President Trump's border wall. During the Trump administration, approximately 460 miles of the wall was constructed. Alejandro Mayorkas, the current Department of Homeland Security secretary, has said that he is considering plans to fill in gaps in this wall. President Biden has previously been a strong opponent to his predecessor's U.S. border wall, going as far as to mention he would not build, quote, one more foot of said wall. However, as reported by The Independent, quote, the fact that Congress has already allocated money to the project may force his hand to complete its construction.
0: Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota tweeted Wednesday that, quote, it's shameful and unacceptable for at POTUS to continue the construction of Trump's xenophobic and racist wall. Others, including New York Times columnist Brett Stevens, argue that finishing the wall is necessary not only for border security, but for the safety of the migrants themselves. Stevens argues that despite the fact that, quote, walls also cannot address the root cause of our immigration crisis, they are still an quote, imperfect but functional deterrent against the most reckless forms of border crossing and describes the wall as a, quote, barrier against sudden future surges of mass migration. Will President Biden take back his promise and continue finishing the border wall? If so, what will be the various consequences, especially amidst an ongoing pandemic? Check back next week for more updates.
1: Republican Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, announced Thursday a lawsuit filed against the Biden administration. The lawsuit, which was filed against Health and Human Services Secretary, Xavier Becerra, and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director, Rochelle Walensky, calls for the elimination of regulations that are keeping the cruise industry from continuing business.
0: DeSantis, who is an outspoken critic against COVID-19 restrictions and a prospective Republican candidate for president in 2024, said that the federal government has been crippling the cruise industry, despite insufficient evidence that seizing cruise ships from continuing operations is detrimental to the pandemic. In his announcement Thursday, he said that this regulation was, quote, not reasonable and, quote, not rational, also stating that, quote, we don't believe the federal government has the right to mothball an industry over a year based on very little evidence and very little data.
1: This is not the first time lawmakers and political figures from the state of Florida have challenged the policies of the Biden administration. In early March, the Attorney General of Florida, Ashley Moody, filed a federal lawsuit against the Biden administration on the grounds of immigration, arguing that the new president's policies work against public safety measures. Moody worked jointly with DeSantis to file Thursday's lawsuit as well.
0: The 21-page lawsuit argues that the state of Florida has lost significant jobs and taken an enormous financial toll due to the various COVID restrictions in place and pushes back against the jurisdiction of the federal government when it comes to state mandates. A portion of the report reads, quote, The CDC does not have the authority to issue year-and-a-half-long nationwide lockdowns of entire industries. And even if it did, its actions here are arbitrary and capricious and otherwise violate the Administrative Procedures Act.
1: The lawsuit additionally argues that without the state court's interference with the Biden administration's policies, the state of Florida will, quote, lose hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions, and more importantly, the approximately 159,000 hardworking Floridians whose livelihoods depend on the cruise industry could lose everything. How will the Biden administration respond to this newest lawsuit against them? Will other counties with Republican leaders fall in step with Florida and challenge the authority of the federal government regarding COVID-19 regulations? We're as curious as you are to find out.
0: In a complete shift from Trump-era policy, the Biden administration has agreed to provide $235 million in U.S. dollars of aid to Palestinians, and two-thirds of this fund will be administered to the United Nations Agency for Palestinian Refugees. Titled the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA, this agency lost a huge amount of its financial support in 2018 when $360 million of U.S. funds were not offered by the Trump administration.
1: Palestinian officials were highly critical of the Trump administration and rejected a peace proposal that the former president had extended during the last year of his term. President Joe Biden is attempting to reverse his predecessor's legacy when it comes to U.S.-Palestinian relations and said he wants to, quote, restore credible engagement as well as continue peace talks with Israel.
0: Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, said that the U.S. foreign assistance to Palestine serves important U.S. interests and values, and, quote, provides critical relief to those in great need, fosters economic development, and supports Israeli-Palestinian understanding, security coordination, and stability. BBC reports that news of increased foreign funding has come as a, quote, huge relief to Palestinians.
1: It is too early to tell how Biden's financial reversal of the Trump administration will impact diplomacy with Israel, Although its foreign ministry has said that it believes that UNRWA, the UN agency which is receiving two-thirds of the funds, currently, quote, perpetuates the conflict and does not contribute to its resolution. Furthermore, the ministry argued that with increased U.S. financial support should come, quote, substantial and necessary changes in the nature, goals, and conduct of the organization.
0: In what ways will the Biden administration continue to provide aid to Palestinians while attempting to wield diplomacy with Israel? We're as curious as you to find out.
1: On Thursday, it was announced that the United States has blacklisted seven different Chinese companies and labs, which are in the process of constructing devices such as supercomputers for the purpose of developing weapons of mass destruction. Gina M. Raimondo said in a statement that the administration plans to, quote, use the full extent of its authorities to prevent China from leveraging U.S. technologies to support these destabilizing military modernization efforts.
0: Forbes describes the step as, quote, the latest sign of tension as the Biden administration seeks to counter military and economic competition in Beijing. This blacklisting disables American suppliers from shipping select materials to these companies and labs, a policy reminiscent to that of the Trump administration.
1: It is important to remember that there were numerous Chinese companies that the Trump administration blacklisted in comparison to the seven the Biden administration is targeting now, although that number may continue to rise. President Biden has certainly put his foot down when it comes to staring China down and being firm in both diplomatic and competitive measures.
0: And it looks like these tensions will only continue to rise. Aside from China's potential agenda to create new weapons of mass destruction, the United States has also become concerned with China-Taiwan relations. As discussed in previous episodes, President Biden's team has also placed sanctions on China due to various breaches of international human rights codes particularly the internment of thousands of Uyghur civilians.
1: There seems to be a pattern of remaining aggressive in both policies and attitudes when it comes to approaching U.S.-China relations. When commenting on the administration's trade strategy with China, Raimondo said that, quote, what we do on offense is more important than what we do on defense.
0: Stay tuned for the next episode to hear more updates on foreign affairs and China's response to the Biden administration's decision to blacklist seven companies and counting. President Biden has announced that by April 19th, all U.S. adults should be eligible for vaccination. This is an expedited timeline compared to the one he set forward previously, an optimistic sign despite news about potential new virus variants. Biden himself spoke out against the dangers of breaking COVID-19 regulations, targeting Americans who believe, quote, the end is in sight and, quote, think we're at the finish line already. The president underscored the continual severity of the situation, stating that, quote, we're still in a life and death race against this virus.
1: On the top of virus variants, a recent article published by The Washington Post wrote that these strains are, quote, the next phase of the pandemic in this nation. Though it is too early to tell whether current vaccines will be able to ward off every single newly recorded variant, scientists have confirmed that pre-existing vaccines are equally as effective against a new strain, which was discovered in the United Kingdom a couple weeks ago.
0: Despite rumors that the Biden administration may mandate that all Americans carry documentation called a COVID-19 vaccine passport, which proves to authorities that one is vaccinated, Press Secretary Jen Psaki confirmed Tuesday that there would be nothing of the sort. During a press briefing, Saki said that, quote, the government is not now, nor will it be, supporting a system that requires Americans to carry a credential.
1: Many individuals have criticized this rumor as being a potential threat to citizen privacy, and Saki certainly anticipated that when she said that as vaccination databases are, quote, being considered by the private and non-private sectors, the federal government believes that these sectors should prioritize the rights of Americans so that, quote, these systems are not used against people unfairly.
0: Dr. Anthony Fauci, however, has not ruled out a potential vaccine passport on a local level. When speaking on Fox News last week, Fauci admitted that it's a, quote, very controversial issue and argued that while there are practical merits to it, quote, there are a lot of concerns and objections about discrimination for people who don't or Big Brother looking over you and giving you the right or not to enter into a theater or restaurant.
1: Will local governments or private entities develop a vaccine passport? And if so, where will the Biden administration stand on that matter? How will it affect American life as we know it, if at all? More on that to come in future episodes. In other news, the Biden administration is preparing to roll out an ambitious funeral assistance program designed to support COVID-19 victims and their families by providing up to $9,000 to assist with burial costs of Americans who've died as a result of the virus. As the Washington Post reports, this would be, quote, the largest program of its type ever offered by the federal government. Any American would be eligible for this program despite their current income status, and it is estimated that such a program would cost the country several billion dollars in funds. How this program, coupled with the stimulus relief package, will impact the U.S. economy, we'll have to wait and see on that front.
0: Stay tuned for next week's episode as we continue to cover all things related to the Biden administration and provide analysis on key developments of the week. Will President Biden reverse his promise and begin rebuilding portions of the wall begun by former President Trump? How will China respond to the blacklisting of seven of its companies and increased aggression from the Biden administration? How will the newly emerging virus strains impact the current plans of the United States and countries all over the world as individuals prepare for a post-pandemic reality? We hope you'll check out our next episode next week to find out. And with that, I'm Emmy.
1: And I'm Fawaz,
0: And this has been HBR Talks The First 100.
1: Until next time.